Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Listeners, thank you for joining today or this evening or this morning, whenever you're listening. As I always say, that's the beauty of a podcast. I have a special guest on the line with me today, Jake. Jake, is it Steinfeld? Yes, it sure is, Steinfeld. Okay. And you are infamous, famous, <laughs> shall we say. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean I know, infamous? I Don't know. go there. You're, you're famous, I should say. Body by Jake. I'm sure people have heard of you. Um, but in case they haven't, tell us all about it. Just to take it back a little bit, um, I was I was an overweight kid. I had a bad stutter growing up. My, my dad bought me a set of weights at 13 years old, and those weights changed my life. Because not only did the weights build my body, but it built my confidence and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing about having confidence and self-esteem uh, it's really amazing. You know, you stand up a little bit straighter. You, you, you know, you look in the mirror and you become proud of who you are. Yeah. And I immediately had a dream of going to California. I was uh, born in Brooklyn, New York, and, and raised in Baldwin, Long Island, as we say, Strong Island. <laughs> and uh, I had, had this dream to go to California. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to college upstate New York. Are you familiar with Cornell University? I have heard of it, yes. Yeah, I went to Cortland down the street. Okay. See, that's why I say Cornell, <laughs> because you didn't hear of Cortland. See? Yeah. You're on <laughs> Everybody something. gets very impressed with Cornell, and, and it's a very nice school. I've been there, but I didn't go there. Oh, um, okay. And I was only there, I was, I was only actually in college because it was upstate New York, not too conducive to walk around in your gold lame posing trunks in 18 <laughs> inches of snow. You know, no. and, uh, and no, and, 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 and I'm a big believer in life is about moments and we all have dreams yes. and, um, you know, a lot of folks don't, don't, um, act on their dreams because they get, they get afraid. They feel they're not going to be able to succeed or maybe they talk about their dreams and the people they talk to about them, maybe not, maybe might not be as positive mm-hmm. as they would hope them to be. And. I've come to learn that, you know, like I did with my mom and dad, you know, it's not that they don't want you to succeed, but like with parents, they don't want to see you get hurt. Yeah. And my, my mom was always calling. Well, she called every day, as a matter of fact, to check in on me and, uh, you know, at college. And uh, I was poli sci in English. And I remember the conversation. I took a big, deep breath and said, Mom, I'm going to go to California to become a bodybuilder. Oh, dear. I'm the oldest of four kids, first one to ever go to college in the entire family. Uh-huh. Silence on the phone, and all of a sudden I hear, Herbie, pick up the phone and talk to your kid. That was my dad's <laughs> name. I'm putting my head in the oven. Yeah. And and um, the bus ride from upstate New York to Baldwin, Long Island, felt like I was going from here to the moon. And uh, But I expressed my dream. And when I got home, my parents were... Supportive to the point where they said, go fulfill whatever it is you want to fulfill. When you come home, go back to school and, you know, get it out of your system. Yeah, go, go and, sow your wild oats, boy, and then get back right. in school. And, I had, you know, and we all have friends. I had a girlfriend at the time. Or when I told them my dream, they all kind of laughed and said, you're never going to make it. And uh, that always stayed in the back of my mind. I got to California. 
um, it was 1978, uh, summer 1977, actually. I entered the Mr. Southern California contest in 1978. And this is when I say all the dinosaurs still roam the earth here, meaning <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno and all the big bodybuilders. And I read all the muscle magazines. And uh, I'll only tell you, I saw the movie Pumping Iron. I don't know if you know what that movie is, but Arnold Schwarzenegger was a documentary about bodybuilding. And that movie was like my gone with the wind. You know, okay. it was it was it for me. <laughs> and, you, and you watched it a few times. Yes, and here and here I was in living color with all these guys, and I read all the muscle magazines, and everyone said, "Eat eighteen eggs and twenty four chickens a day, and you too could become Mister America." Well, I clucked a lot, but um, it never really happened for me because what I didn't know and I didn't read about was I never took steroids, and. Um, I'm a big believer, too, in decision-making. And I have four great kids who are grown now. And uh, my wife, Tracy, and I have been married almost 32 years. And um, we talked to our kids a lot about decision-making. Mm-hmm. And I've always said to them, if you have to think about something too long, probably something you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And for me, that moment happened when I was 19 years old. And I had to make a decision about taking steroids. And the reason why I never did Blatantly, truthfully, I was afraid to put a needle in my own Battissimo. <laughs> and I, it was the best thing I never did. I never became Mr. America. Um, but I love working out. I love how I felt. I love what it did for me. And uh, the voices in my head of my friends saying, you're never going to make it, as a bodybuilder, rang so hard. And I said, I can't go back to New York because I'm not, I'm not a loser, right? You know, the world lets you be what you make them believe you are. Mm-hmm. And it's that positive visualizing of success. Uh, success is failure turned inside out. You think about those words for a moment. And I knew that I loved what exercise did to me. I knew I wasn't going to be a professional bodybuilder, but I was going to stay in L.A. and figure something out. Unfortunately for me, right place, right time. I was the first person to really do personal fitness training and made it an occupation. And... Uh, a very quick story there. I, I was sitting in my apartment complex in Studio City, California, 1979. An actress came over to me, um, and I was doing what every good muscle head does. You know, I was, I was catching rays during the day, and in the evening I was a bouncer in a bar, and in the morning um, I used to go to the gym. And this gal came over and said, you know, I see you here all the time. Um, I like you, but I don't want to look like you. I have this commercial I'm doing. I have to wear a bikini. Could you help me out? Now, remember, Lisa, this is important. It's, it's 1979. And, you know, at this point in time, you know, women were very intimidated by using weights. And they thought that after they used weights, they were going to get big muscles. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I, I, we started talking about a routine that she would be interested in doing. Um, and I kind of improvised with a broomstick, a towel, two chair, you know, a chair, Two cans of Mama's tomato paste. Seriously. <laughs> and Wait, give it to me again. It, a broom? A broomstick, a uh-huh. towel, okay. a chair, and two cans of Mama's tomato paste. Actually, at Official Body by Jake on Instagram, um, we demonstrate a lot of these exercises. I do it with my sons um, that I did back when I started. And it's interesting because if I gave you and handed you a towel... And I pulled down on both sides of the towel, and I said, Lise, I want you to do a bicep curl. And I had you pull up, right, as I was pulling down, 
and you would come up and down, you would get great resistance. That's resistance training. All the rage today, right? It, and the same thing with body weight training, using your own body isometrics. So I came up with a 30-minute workout, and she said, this is a great idea. How much would it cost if you come to my boyfriend's house to do the workout there? And I go, well, I don't know. Give me gas money for my 1977 <laughs> white Camaro with Jake 77 on the license plate. I always kept a very low profile. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and uh, she gave me the address. I went to her, her, her boyfriend's house. Actually, he was, he was staying with, with another couple. I knock on the door, and if you weren't on the cover of Musclehead Digest, I didn't know who you were. Guy answered the door, it turns out to be Francis Ford Coppola. And I just thought, wow, this is pretty cool. This guy could use a workout too. <laughs> and it was really kind of fun. Um, I, I really started training this gal, and she got in some really terrific shape. And they started going to parties, and people started saying, what are you doing? This, you know, and they would say, this guy, Jake comes to a house, he has a broomstick, a towel, and a chair. It's a 30-minute <laughs> workout. Um, he's kind of funny, and, and by the way, he eats too much because I didn't have any dough back then, and they had a great refrigerator. And the people started saying, well, how do we get a hold of this guy? And we got to remember, least remember, this is 1979, 1980. There were no cell phones. So when you moved, right, you listed your phone number in the phone book. Uh-huh. And I never did that. And it was the best thing I never did because... One thing about Hollywood is if you're good and people want to get a hold of you, they seem to want you more. Mm-hmm. And it became this mystique of who is this guy? You got to get him. And all of a sudden, I'm getting phone calls from people like Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, Priscilla Presley, Beth Midler, Warren Beatty, Barbara Streisand, Cher, all these people. And I learned the greatest lesson of my life at 19 and 20 years old. I discovered they're just like us. The only difference is they had a dream. And they never quit on their dream and never took no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And that gave me all the incentive in the world to say to myself, you know, wait a second. I might never direct ET2, but I'm going to have my own success in life. Mm-hmm. And I was able to parlay Lisa, that famous by association, into everything else that I've accomplished in my life, from videos, books, television shows. Um, and everything I've done revolves around three very simple but very big things. Hope, health, and family. And presently today, you know, um, uh, doing lots and lots of things. One in particular is I'm a big believer in giving back. And I've been putting fitness centers in elementary and middle schools around this great country of ours for a long, long time. Uh, I'm now chair of the National Foundation for Governors Fitness Councils, uh, where each year I choose four states. I call Governors Cold. And we have three brand new $100,000 Don't Quit Fitness Centers to gift to your states. This year, we had to do a virtual ribbon-cutting tour, as you would imagine. Um, And we put fitness centers in uh, Alabama, Indiana, Oklahoma, and Kentucky. And uh, now the equipment was $1,200,000 of real brand new equipment, not virtual equipment. And it was delightful. Um, Kay Ivey from Alabama was incredible. Uh, Kevin Stitt from Oklahoma, Eric Holcomb from Indiana, and Andy Bashir in Kentucky. Um, so you didn't I, send them chairs and brooms and tomato? No, no, you know what? No, <laughs> we put a brand new fitness center in. But the interesting thing is with, with, with the country as it is at this moment with COVID, 
Um, you know, gyms, unfortunately, have been closed and opened and closed again. Um, people having to exercise. It's so important, as you know, exercise. Nutrition is so important for all of us, uh, especially as we age. Um, so let me, that, a- let me ask you a question. Let, let's sure. stop there for a minute because, yes, we are in the middle of what I call the second wave of COVID-19. Um, and I'm in healthcare, and I'm here to tell you it's real. It's a real thing. Um, home fitness has become a necessity because we can't go to the gym. Do you think it's here to stay? Are we going to go back to the gym when, when they open up? What do you think? What's your feel on that? Lisa, I had to tell you that, first of all, that's an awesome question. I would hope that at some point uh, gyms will reopen, and they are in a lot of places around the country, and gym owners are doing their best to keep their gym safe, but the majority of people don't feel comfortable. And if you don't feel comfortable, don't push yourself. And you can get an incredible workout in the privacy of your home. And I'm very serious about this. You know, my kids push me to get on Instagram. We're on Instagram. I don't know if you know, but, but Ted Turner gave me my start on television in 1981 doing the fitness break on Cable News Network. And what I did was I created a 60-second vignette where I was on the beach at Steven Spielberg's house in Malibu, and I had this idea. Ted Turner offered me an opportunity to to do a fitness show on Cable News Network, and I came up with an idea to do 60-second vignettes. So I did it myself on the beach, and we demonstrated exercises using broomsticks, towels, and chairs. And it was a huge hit. And now here we are. 40 years later, um, I did the same thing uh, when lockdown happened. All the television shows and uh, ESPN and Fox and CNN were reaching out. Jake, you were the first guy to do personal fitness training. Can you, can you help us? People are stuck in their homes. And so I did exactly what we did 40 years ago using my sons, which is more fun, uh, and demonstrating great exercises at Official Body by Jake. Because as you know, it's so important. Uh, exercise is so important for not only your physical self, but your mental self. Yes. And, and what about for our seniors, Jake? Because that, that's who we take care of. We're primarily taking care of seniors um, in the healthcare arena here in Ohio. What about them? What can mm-hmm. they do at home? And they can do every single exercise at Official Body by Jake. I did it. Look, I'm 62, right? Um, this audience... Every one of the folks who are listening right now, we, they grew up with me and I grew up with them. So we're, we're all in this together. You have to enjoy your life and live your life. And I, and I guarantee that everyone who's listening right now, whatever age you are, I, I bet in your mind you don't feel your age. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure at least if we were hanging out as kids and I said, at least, how old is your dad? And you said 62. I would go, oh, boy, that's an old guy. But wait a second. I'm 62 now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I feel like I'm 21. I know I'm 62, but I feel like I'm 21. Yeah. And that's and what I also want to do is inspire you with those words, don't quit. Now, I own the trademark to the words, don't quit. And those two words came from, quick story, I know we got to jump, but um, I was cut from my eighth grade basketball team. It was a pretty devastating moment. And a friend gave me a poem called Don't Quit. And at 14 years old, you know, 
I, as I mentioned earlier in the interview, I was not much of a student. I sure as heck wasn't a poet. And I, for some reason, I didn't throw the poem out. And it became a Bible verse to me. And I don't know if you know the poem or not. Um, and I'm just going to kind of close my eyes for a second. And if you're driving in your car, don't close your eyes. But if you're listening, listen, because it's, it really is empowering. And, and I hope that it, it, it makes you feel the same way it makes me feel every time I recite it. And if you don't mind, Lisa, I'm going to just give you the poem. Let's, How's that? Let's hear it. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the funds, when, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight. When your heart is hit, it's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Love and it. That poem is, I recite it. I have my kids recite it. Every speech I've ever made, I recite it. And those last two lines especially, stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. And, and that's, that's almost a perfect no note to end on. But I want to ask you a question about your mom. You said sure. mom's in a nursing home and she's not yes. doing too well. Right. Um, is she in New York still? No, no, no. She's here in Los Angeles. She's actually um, in the San Fernando Valley. Okay. And um, she's been on dialysis for four years. And with this COVID, it's been, you know, the, 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 the most challenging thing is, is not being able to see her. Yeah. Right. And um, what we do is we're able to kind of sneak a little bit. I mean, look, dialysis is a, is a terrible curse. <laughs> you don't want to wish that on anybody. Mm -hmm. Um but it has become a blessing because the only time that we're able to really see her and, you know, we all kind of take turns is when she gets taken to dialysis. So they put her on a little van and take her out of the facility to dialysis. Uh -huh. So we wait and we get to hang out with her. You know, we can't give her a kiss or a hug or anything like that. And that's crummy. Yeah. But we can hang and we tell a couple of funny stories and, um, blow now kisses at each other, right? We blow kisses, exactly. And yeah. the, the great news is is that I have all four kids uh, home now. My daughter is in from Scotland. Um, my oldest son, Nick, is uh, uh, in from New York City. My middle guy, uh, Zach, is a uh, junior at Michigan, and he's home. And my youngest guy, Lukey, is at USC and uh, right down the 10th freeway, and, and he's home. So we all get a chance to go, and we FaceTime her, but... You know, I'm sure you would agree, especially being in this business, human touch is so important. And, it is. And, and, and being able to hug someone or shake a hand or, you know, simple things. Mm -hmm. And we need to do, we got to, especially right now, create ways of making people feel loved mm -hmm. and warm and cozy and fuzzy. Because we took it all for granted before. And the last thing you want to have, I mean, my mom is 83, not that old, by the way, um, but uh, still in the position that she's in, we're trying to make her as comfortable as can be and figuring out fun ways to, you know, 
those five or six or seven or 11 minutes. I can't believe I'm even saying that. 11 minutes. I know exactly how long. Mm -hmm. Because from the time she gets her out of the little bus, uh, the little van, to walk her into dialysis, we get about 10 minutes, 11 minutes. If we're lucky, 15. Yeah. Well, good for you, though. You found a way. You found a way in when there wasn't supposed to be one, so you get to at least see mom, and I know that matters. Um, And what about mom's... Was she doing exercise before she needed dialysis? Or? Yeah, that's such a great boy. You brought up an incredible question. I'm going to give you a very, very amazing story in a very small amount of time. So my mom was always very heavy, was very overweight. Okay. Um, and she went up and down a lot of different ways. You know, diets, diet pills, unbeknownst to me, okay, for mm-hmm. years and years and years. She gained a million pounds, lost a million pounds, gained a million, lost a million. Mm-hmm. was always on that yo-yo thing. And um, I remember um, about six years ago, um, we really said, you know, look, when you are not in shape, when you are overweight, you don't need anybody in the world to tell you you're overweight. You look in the mirror, you see that. Mm-hmm. And her doctor called me and said, listen, Jake, we can... Put your mom in one of these, you know, kind of facilities in Malibu. Uh, we'll have her lose some weight. We'll get her. I said, look, of course we can. And she knows how to lose weight. She just doesn't have my mom. Look, my mom is like a, like, like a kid when it comes to this stuff. She loves sweets, too. That's, uh-huh. you know, I inherited that, you know. But she doesn't like vegetables. It's really unbelievable, Lise. It really is. And even though I'm her son, right, the oldest, you, you, you know, it's still my mom. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very careful. Like, listen, my dad passed away a long time ago. He was a heavy smoker. Um, he knew he was smoking. I didn't have to say, Dad, you got to stop smoking. Something's going to happen. Yeah, you, right? can't, you can't tell Mom what to do. That's what you're getting at. You can't at. tell Mom. Yeah. So, so here's what happened very quickly. So I said to the doc, I said, look, I don't disagree that, she, you know, we can have her here in Malibu. Uh, I live right down the road, and uh, I'm sure she'll lose, you know, a bunch of weight in the three weeks that she would be there, have a ball. The second she goes home, though, she's going to be finding those seven layer cakes that she hides, <laughs> you know, and enjoying herself. Uh, let me think about it. And I had an idea, Lisa. My mom loves my kids, loves them, like every grandma loves their mm-hmm. grandkids. So here's what I did. True story. Six and a half years ago, I went to her house in the valley. I put a picture of the four kids, my four kids, on the fridge. And I just wrote, do it for them. Don't quit on Morgan, Nick, Zach, and Luke. No, I love it. And I will tell you, in 15 months, I'm I'm not kidding you now, 15 months, she lost 100 pounds. Oh, my gosh. After a lifetime of struggle. Listen to me. Walking, swimming in her backyard. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. I had nothing nothing to do with any of it. She did it on her own. And the thing that makes her the most sad today, and she's got the onset of dementia and things like that, but when she is clear, she's definitely clear. She always is very sad like look at me i lost all this weight and look what happened and we try to you know you you know what you do during your life right which is why prevention Mm -hmm. is so important yeah and be and being active and 
conversing, having conversation, and love, unconditional love. Yes, and it's not too and late. It doesn't matter if you're 55, 65, 45, you're 85. You're 100%. It's this is why late. you're doing the podcast, and this is why I'm on this podcast, because <laughs> life is about, no, really, life is about moments. It is. And everyone who's listening right now, there's a reason, and which is why we're talking about don't quit, as well as these simple exercises, as well as Official Body by Jake on Instagram, and um, you get both. You get the exercise, and you'll get a smile. And that's what this is all about, because we need to smile more, Lisa. We do. And this has been a lovely interview. I appreciate you calling in. I know you're on a different time frame (laughs) than us. (laughs) Well, yes, uh, I'm in a different time zone. Yes. time frame. I'm in a different time zone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, Jake. Easy does it. Uh, Easy does it. And I I just want to say, the state of Ohio has always been great to me. I put fitness centers in with the great Governor John Kasich, who is... A friend and a champion. So, you know. Yeah, we love John Kasich around here. Um, Listen, thank you for joining us. You've given some folks, all of our listeners, some motivation, something to think about. Moments matter no matter how old you are. Nutrition matters. Fitness matters. And you can do it at home. And if you need help, Jake's there to help you. Lisa, thank you very much. Don't quit. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll be sure to include the website when the podcast published. Listeners, thank you for listening. I know you enjoyed it. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.